we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. In our Bible studies, we're going to study the theme, Life Everlasting, on death, dying, and the future hope. Lesson 10, The Fires of Hell. Our memory text for this week from the first epistle of Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 21. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. This is wisdom from the Apostle Paul through the Spirit of God. Test all things and hold fast what is good. There are things in the past which are good and some are bad. So hold fast to good ones. And in modern times, new things, some are good, some are bad. So test and hold fast what is good. Immortal Worms in Mark chapter 9, from verse 42 onwards, we have strange words from Jesus. Really strange. So when you look at them for the first time, you think, hmm, what's going on here? We read, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast into the sea. Wow, radical words. But it's even more. And if your hand offend you, cut it off. What? It is better for you to enter into life maimed, then having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dies not, and the fire is not quenched. Cutting the hand off? We know from time to time in surgery, medical surgery, it can happen, for example, if someone has smoked too much, that it is better to cut off one leg or part of it in order so that the whole body can survive. Better losing one leg than 
dying with two legs. So this is a parable. You can see something in this. If you do not cut off bad habits, in the end, you will lose everything. But here's a word about warms. Immortal warms? Warms that do not die? <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's a parable, metaphor. The worm will do its work. So the worms will not disappear before everything is finished. And this is what Jesus wants to tell. Once you step on this way, it will follow. Dip, 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 dip. Cause, result. What you so you will earn. And this is the point in this. The fires of hell. In the Epistle of Jude, it's a very, very short one. So it's nearly the shortest in the New Testament, just before the book of Revelation starts, only one chapter. And there we read in verse 7, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, they are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Eternal fire? What does that mean? The word eternal has a certain meaning for us. And in combination with God, it's clear. God, no beginning, no end. He's just there, always there. Eternal, in combination with God. In combination with life, eternal life, there is a beginning, but no end. And in combination with what we have found here, fire, as long as it is needed. So when everything is destroyed through fire, you don't need fire anymore. In, you see this in, in an oven when there is fire. As long as there is wood in it or coals or whatever, the fire will burn as long there is material that can be burned. And it will do its work to the end. And Jesus talks about an eternal fire. It will finish a certain part of time, and then it has gone. Because we think about eternal and eternity in, in the fashion of God, no beginning, no end. 
but it depends in which combination this word is used. Because eternal life, there is a beginning, but no end. And with fire, eternal, there is a beginning, and there is an end, when everything has come to an end. Then you don't need the fire anymore when the fire has destroyed everything. And this is important to know, otherwise there could be strange ideas that there will be a hellish fire that goes on and on and on. What for? The sense of it is destroying and not punishing in such a way that you are tortured in eternity. But the sense of fire is destroying, making an end to something. That's the point of eternal fire. It will finish at a time, sequence, and then it's ended. That's the point of this. The saints in purgatory. There is no purgatory in reality. It's just an invention of the Roman Catholic Church to keep people in, in a sense of being afraid all the time when, when they think about the future. God's love is for everybody and he wants to save everybody. God is not a person who wants to destroy, to kill, to murder, or anything like that. That is the devil's attitude. But God's attitude is love towards his beings. He, he, is, <laughs> he has made them, created them. He loves them. They are his children. But children can go away and choose their own way. But God's love follows them and invites them to come back to their father, to come home, back to the father who has created them. But they are never, never forced by him. They are invited by his love. But the devil wants to show the character of God in a way as if he were person that punishes you when you make a mistake. No, you, you punish yourself when you go astray, when you don't use the way which leads to heaven, you won't find it. And if you go away from God who is life, you will just disappear, vanish. You will not exist any longer. Because life can only be together with God. And as long as you are connected with him, you can live. But if you cut this connection, no more life. It's the same with electricity. You must put... When there is an electric machine, you, you must make a connection. Put it into the socket. And if you don't do it... <laughs> No electricity at all. The machine won't work. And it's the same with us. 
when your life cable is taken out of the socket. Finished. Gone. No life without the life giver. And here in the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapter 9, we read in verse 5, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. They do not know anything, the dead. Do not know anything. They just rest there in peace. Therefore, it's so important to do, in verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do. Do it with your might, for there is no work, no device, no knowledge, no wisdom in the grave. Whether you go, there is nothing anymore. A paradise with disembodied souls? Can it be? Maybe you have been at a funeral. And maybe there was a Roman Catholic priest. And maybe you heard the following sentence. We are all together in front of the grave as a hill and the sepulcher and the dead is in there and then he's put down into the ground. And there, maybe you have heard the word, and now our dead person looks down from the cloud in heaven down to us what's going on here. Such a nonsense. The dead person is in there. Nowhere else, only there, rests there in peace. Does not know anything what's going on now. No more consciousness, just dead. And dead means dead. That's it. There is no soul flying around anywhere. Either you are a living soul or a dead soul. When your body dies, you are dead so, not a living one that disappears somewhere. That's a human invention, a hellish invention by the devil. And in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, we find the famous sermon of the Apostle Peter at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit appeared in and such, with such a might. And there he talked about a verse, Bible verse of the Old Testament, of King David, who wrote this psalm. And in this psalm, David says some strange things, that his body will not collapse in the grave, it, it will go on. It will go on living. And so what does this mean? C can't be, or? So, 
Peter explains. Verse 29 in Acts chapter 2. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried. Dead and buried, both aspects. And his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Yeah, that's it. But therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his joints, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne, he, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Verse 34, for David is not ascended into the heavens. Ah, David is not ascended into the heavens, Peter says. But he says himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit you on my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. And this is important. David is not ascended into the heavens, dead and buried. Mary, Jesus' mother, not ascended to heaven. She's in her grave. She does not know anything of all the prayers that have been sent to her. She sleeps till Jesus comes again. That's the truth. The biblical view. We have an epistle from the Apostle John, three of them. And the first one, about five chapters, it's such an important epistle. You should read this epistle, this first epistle of John, once a month. It would be good for you. I recommend that, that you're going to do that. It will help you a lot. Because in these five chapters, you find all important aspects of living with Christ. Whatever you need. And there are so many verses, you may be, maybe you need them when helping other people to come along on the path of life. And in chapter 5, we read verse 3. Let's start with verse 2. But this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Once you discover I'm loved by God, you're able to love your companions. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Hmm? They are not Difficult to obey? How can that be? For example, if I'm a non-smoker and I enter a train wagon and there I find the sign, no smoking. This is a problem for me when I'm a non-smoker. I'm happy about this sign. I'm a non-smoker and nobody else is allowed to smoke here. Fine, so I can 
breath fresh air and not smoke into my lungs. It helps me. It's good for me. It's nothing which is difficult for me to perform no smoking <laughs> when it doesn't concern me. To smoke? Well, he... Maybe he's offended. Wow! He, he, he feels himself in a narrow path because he, he wants to rebel about this sign. And it's the same with Jesus' commandments. Once you have discovered, ah, these commandments are for me, for my health, for my luck, for my happiness, for everything that is good, okay, fine. Then it's not difficult to obey. If you love Jesus and you know his commandments, mwah, they are excellent. But when, when you are full of rebellion, then it's very difficult, isn't it? <laughs> so it depends on your attitude towards Jesus, on your attitude towards his commandments. Therefore we read here. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Once we have discovered they are made out of love. Like you really. Imagine a skyscraper and you can walk out on a balcony and there is no railing at all. Looking down, there's a railing. You could jump over a railing, but the railing is there to prevent you from doing so. It helps you to know... It will be dangerous. If you go one step further, you won't do any more step in your life. That's your end. Finalization forever. Railing helps you. These are God's commandments. Summary. Here we see the fires of hell, hot, burning, destroying. God's fire is something which will destroy and then it's the end. When all the material is burned, the fire will be gone. Even the eternal fire which will burn for the longest of all fires. But it will come to an end when all material is burned. There is no hell burning in eternity. That's nonsense. That's not the biblical view. Not at all. It's the devil's view. To show God in a bad, dark light. But with God you have either when you are connected to him. Then you have Eternal life, life forever, a life that will never end. And if you are separated from God, no more life, and you will die. You will be extinct because of the fire which destroys 
And when it's destroyed, no more fire. Fire does not go on and on and on and on and on. It works as long as ev till everything is destroyed. And then that's the end of the fire. When you love Jesus, it's easy to follow him. Once I met a young lady who didn't like classical music at all. She never listened to it. She liked what young people like, so pop music, rock music, and so on. And one day, her mother found out she's attended a classical concert, sitting there, and then again, and again, and again. Yeah, oh. Why so? Why has she changed her opinion totally? Well, in this orchestra, there was a young man playing the trumpet, and she loved this young man. Ah. Therefore, she attended the concert, listening to his playing of his instrument and looking at his face. How pleased he was when playing the trumpet. She liked him, then she liked his playing, and then she liked classical music. Why do I tell this story? The reason is, once you have love to something or to someone, then it's easy. It's very easy to spend time with this person to follow his advice, to listen to his words, to his music, whatever. And once your attention is called to Jesus, and you trust him and love him, you will follow him, and it's easy. If there is love for him. Without love, it's impossible. Only love can bind two persons together, and only love can bind Jesus and you together. Love towards him. His love to you, that's there. But he's waiting for your love towards him.